0: Hello, Talking Benefits listeners. This is a benefits bonus, an extra bite-sized episode to bring you some added benefits content between our regular episodes. Enjoy.
1: Hi, this is Robbie Hartman, and I would like to share a word on benefits blog post I wrote on February 15th, 2021, called Meeting the Benefit Needs of Your LGBTQ Plus Plan Members. Increasing numbers of people are identifying as LGBTQ+, particularly among younger generations now entering workplaces, but their needs are often underserved in the design and administration of benefit plans. Employers and plan sponsors that proactively make their plans more inclusive, from enrollment forms to health supports, treatments, and medications, may be able to minimize plan costs and maximize the health and abilities of LGBTQ+, members. From the initial contact with the plan to the specific benefits offered, LGBTQ people find barriers that do not exist for the straight and cis people for whom the schemes were designed, wrote Alison Tremblay in Designing Inclusive Benefit Plans for LGBTQ members in the January-February 2021 issue of Plans and Trusts. She suggested that employers review their plans for inclusivity, assess their benefit design. Be aware of health disparities among member populations, and be proactive in addressing the needs of LGBTQ members. Review your plan. Tremblay, who is a labor, employment, and human rights lawyer, as well as a partner with Victory Square Law Office in Vancouver, British Columbia, wrote that plan sponsors should review their plans to make sure that enrollment forms are inclusive and that systems can correctly record information in order to accurately address members and their needs. Too often, paperwork for new hires leaves LGBTQ employees feeling unseen or invalidated. Examples of exclusionary benefit forms include only having a box for male or female gender identification or requiring a legal name but not leaving room for a preferred name, which can be especially problematic for employees who are transitioning genders. Tremblay suggested that plan sponsors ask themselves the following questions to better serve their entire membership. Are our forms inclusive? Are our systems designed to correctly record the information gathered on the forms? Do administrators have access to the information they need to accurately address members and their needs? Assess your benefit design. Administrators also should review their plan design to see if there are ways to remove barriers on certain support services, treatments, and or medications that are unnecessarily limited for the LGBTQ community. The possibility of discrimination does not end at the enrollment stage. LGBTQ plus people often have different and greater health needs than straight cis people, Tremblay wrote. Common exclusions and benefit plans that disproportionately affect LGBTQ plus members include oral contraceptives, which can be used as hormone replacement therapy by trans women and intersex people, as well as reproductive support and fertility treatments that may be necessary for queer couples. Tremblay noted that many, though not all, transgender people wish to have medical treatments to change their physical appearance to better match their true gender. Doing so has been found to provide both psychological and physical health benefits, but most plans would exclude such treatments as cosmetic or not medically necessary instead of a vital part of a member's overall health. Be aware of health disparities. Studies have demonstrated that LGBTQ people generally have worse health and health outcomes. The risk is particularly high for transgender people, who often have difficulty accessing quality care, and who are at particularly high risk for mental health concerns, Tremblay wrote. A study conducted by TransPulse Canada in 2020 revealed that 45% of trans and non-binary survey respondents said they had an unmet health need in the past year, compared with just 4% in the general population this can increase the length and severity of illness, as well as the ultimate cost of treatment when the person eventually obtains medical care. Plans that help members receive the care they need, when they need it, can help to maximize a member's ability to remain productive in the workforce while also minimizing costs to the plan. Be proactive and inclusive. For current employees, access to necessary medical care is a key element of worker health and contentment, Tremblay wrote. For modern, inclusive administrators and plan sponsors, being proactive about the needs of the LGBTQ community makes sense. At the very least, amending the enrollment forms is an inexpensive and quick way to signal to LGBTQ people that their needs have been considered. Being proactive about the needs of LGBTQ plan members goes beyond legal questions of human rights. An inclusive plan that allows for necessary medical care can be a valuable recruitment and retention tool and can improve employee health and job satisfaction. For more resources on diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace, visit ifebp.org DEI.
0: We hope you enjoyed that benefits bonus. You can find this and many more great posts on the International Foundation's Word on Benefits blog at blog.ifebp.org. We'll be back in your podcast feeds with a regular Talking Benefits episode soon. If you like what you hear, please rate us on iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. And subscribe to the show in your podcast app so that our episodes will automatically appear on your mobile device. Talking Benefits is a production of the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, the largest educational association for those working in the benefits industry. If you're into benefits, check out all the International Foundation has to offer at ifebp.org. Our show is hosted by Justin Held, Ann Patterson, and me, Julie Stick. Produced by Rose Pleba and Stacey Van Alstyne, and edited by Amanda Gilsmer. Today's program is copyrighted in 2021 by the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, all rights reserved. The opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers and not to be used as legal counsel.